blessed and excited to be sharing with you this morning. Um, I love, love, love speaking to people and sharing um, some of the things that God is working in my life, um, hopefully to be a blessing to you all. I know that um, <laughs> one of the things that people say about me is that I'm kind of real. <laughs> and um, where is Lorene? Where are you at? There you are. Thank you for sharing that word, because it was that the thing that spoke to me um, and stuck out was, you know, just be yourself. Just um, you're, you're here to, to not try to live somebody else's life, but you're here to live your life. And so for myself, <laughs> You guys can just kind of buckle up this morning because I probably am going to say some stuff that you're like, what is she talking about or what is she saying? But, you know, this is the way that God speaks to me and I, I want to share that with you. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be speaking on kindness this morning. Um, it's something that I think that we all need, we all want in our lives. And sometimes it's a little difficult to be as kind to others as we expect them to be to us. And so I'm um, going to challenge you a little bit on that, and we're going to just talk about that a little bit. So can I have the first slide up, please? So acts of kindness. We're going to act kind. We're going to look kind. We're going to be kind. If you've ever heard the thing about, you know, look good, feel good, you are good, that's kind of what I was going with 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 this is that um, it's not something necessarily that we're always just going to be kind, wake up and <laughs> the birds are chirping and ha ah, this is going to be such a beautiful day and I'm just going to love everybody and oh, you know, um, we kind of sometimes wake up a little grumpy and especially myself um, or just even, you know, just tired or um, out of sorts or whatever, maybe thinking about the stuff from the day before, the week before, the fight you had with your kid or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and so we don't always wake up in that best mood and ready to be kind. And even as we go about our day, a lot of times we focus on those negative things. We focus on the unfortunate things that have happened rather than looking at the good and looking at the blessing and trying to walk out in that. So if I can have my next one, please. I feel like I need to be over a little bit. Um, we're going to go ahead and read... Um, go ahead and just keep that up, Mike, but we're going to read all of Colossians 3, 12 through 14. So if you want to... Open that up real quick. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So I wanted to, as I was um, studying and, and looking up the, for this week's message, I was looking at Colossians 3, 12 through 17. I was like, oh, I'm going to do something on compassion and another part on kindness and another part on humility and gentleness and patience because it all binds together. And, you know, when you start getting into the word, it just is so good. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this and do that. And I'm like, oh, wait. So it's not like three hours, right? I only have like half an hour, 40 minutes, something like that. So <laughs> we're gonna, that's why I kind of brought it down to kindness. But it is also related. You know, it's, it's um, if you 
have compassion for somebody, you're going to be kind. You know, if you have that gentleness of spirit, it's easier to be kind to somebody. Um, if you have patience, if you're developing your patience, you're going to be kinder to somebody because you, you know, um, expect that back too. So it is all related, but we're going to focus a little bit on that. So first of all, um, that first part of Colossians 3.12, clothe yourself, oh, um, clothe yourself with compassion. Sorry, we're going to just start with that very first part. God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved. I don't know if you have that or not. Um, but how do we live holy? So first of all, this is just kind of a quick thing. If um, the, We cannot live holy apart from God. So the first thing is we must belong to God. Hum, uh, humanity lives in a fallen world full of sin, temptation, distraction, unholiness. So if we don't know God, we cannot really want holiness. And so we need to know him in order to give our hearts to him, our lives to him, our actions, our words. Um, when we have accepted God's salvation, then we have that mind of Christ, we have that spirit that longs for him, and we can allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life. So then that's the first thing. If you don't know him, get to know him. Secondly, um, how do we live holy? We need to seek that holiness. So then once we have the, the desire in our hearts, then we need to allow that desire to blossom. So we need to thirst for him, allow that um, to lead us in what we're doing. So we ask, we seek, we look. Um, it's not easy to be holy, but <laughs> we don't do it on our own strength, right? We seek out God, we have to have that, that, um, that first desire from, our, um, from the Lord, but our, our own self needs to do something. We have to have a little bit of work in there in order to um, make that connection. So I can just sort of lay back and say, Lord, just fill me with every good thing, fill me with every good desire, make me holy, and just pray that it happens. But it's easier if we also get into that word, if we pray, if we worship, if we do some of those things that connects our spirit man with God, right? So he can absolutely come down and just touch somebody, touch somebody's heart, touch your mind, touch your spirit. But it also takes some of us like we need to also put forth that effort. We need to be putting our minds on the things of God, right? We need to not be just seeking out trash, trashy stuff. We need to not look for the junk food stuff in our lives, but we need to look for the gourmet stuff in our life, right? So again, he can touch you, he will touch you, but in order to have that fullness of holiness and fullness of life in Christ, we also have to be putting ourselves out there, putting that effort in, putting that time in, right? Okay, so clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. All those things <laughs> that I look like I, I would love to look like. I would love to, for somebody to be like, oh, Deanna is so compassionate. She's so kind. She's so gentle. She's so patient. <laughs> but I, I feel like I fall short of that goal many, many a time. Um, but it's something that I do want. It's something that like, I would love to see more of in my life. So what do I do, right? So kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. Friendly, generous, and considerate. 
If you think over yesterday, were you friendly, generous, and considerate to those around you? To your family members? To the strangers that you saw? To your friends? Friendly, generous, and considerate. And if I think about it, like I know I could pick out some, some moments, but I could also pick out some moments that I wasn't, you know. So being mindful of it is one thing. Another thing is have you considered your demeanor towards strangers versus your loved ones? I think it can go either way, right? We can either be kinder to our loved ones and less so to strangers. For instance, road rage, if you want to throw that up there. <laughs> nope, it's a picture. Should it be a picture in there? Mm, nope. There it is. <laughs> so, so when somebody has cut you off, when they have you know, stopped really suddenly in front of you, which you shouldn't have been driving that close to begin with behind them, right? <laughs> but when somebody does something else on the road that upsets you, I usually respond with kindness, gentleness, patience, <laughs> compassion. I'm like, oh, bless you. I'm so glad that we didn't hit each other and you can just go on your merry way. That's so, oh, blessings, blessings to you. That's usually how I respond. Every once in a while, I don't. <laughs> so, um, but it's like, you know, have you ever done that? Have you ever gotten really mad and been like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. Why did you do that? What did you do? Oh, oh, hi, hi, Betty. Oh, I hope she didn't hear what I said, you know. So it's like, it's easier to be kind of rude, angry to people you don't know, right? Sometimes where it's like that, that um, stranger mentality of um, they're never going to see me again. Especially, you know, we live in kind of a bigger community. So it's, it's, it can be easy to slip into being ungenerous, with other people that we don't know, as opposed to when you, when you do know them, it's like, oh, I'm sure they, they just didn't look, or they just didn't, oh, they're fine, they're fine. So we, we can do that. On the flip side, we can often be less kind to those that we care about, I think, because we think they're stuck with us. And so, and so it's like, well, I can be mean to them because they know me, they know I didn't really mean it, I can say these things and I can apologize, I always have time to, to sort it out, so you know, they just know that I was hungry, tired, stressed, whatever, and we make all the excuses for ourselves and don't necessarily give those excuses to other people. When somebody is unkind to us, when they're rude to us, when they're mean even sometimes, we tend to just say, oh, they're an idiot, they're mean, they're stupid, they hate us, whatever. We go to those places instead of being um, generous to them. So why is that? Um, 
why do we, I guess it's like, it's either way. It basically comes down to a flaw <laughs> in, our, in ourselves. Um, we tend to, to see ourselves from our own perspective and not necessarily look at other people's perspective, not look at <clears throat> where they're coming from. So some things that um, I thought about to help us maybe get out of our own minds to, to look on the other person a little bit. I have just a few points here for you. So letter A, get out of your own space. So ask how you can help somebody. When you um, see somebody who needs something, you know, try to be that person for them. And then ask somebody, you know, be, be authentic about stuff. So instead of just saying, how are you doing? Need anything? How's, how's life going? You know, really take the time, look in that person's eyes and say, can I help you with anything? Can I pray for you? Can I be there for you? And listen. You know, when they are saying, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's like, no, really. Is there anything that's going on? Like, can I help you? Can I, can I do anything for you? And then be prepared to, to help, you know, and not be too busy and not be too tired and not be too whatever it is. You know, we all, we all have our stuff. No matter how great or big you may think it is, we all are dealing with our own personal struggles. And so just step out of yourself a little bit. Ask how you can help. <clears throat> Get into their space, either physically or mentally. So think how you would respond or what you would do if you had their job, their family, or their home life. If I had to work Kane's job, would I be able to do it? Would I like to be there? Would the people I work with want me to be there? If I had somebody's family, I won't pick anybody for this one. If I had, if I had somebody else's family and their struggles with them, you know, where would I be at? And I, I know it's easy, I think, for me as a mom, get that mom life stuff going, oh, if they only said this or did that, if they just disciplined their kid, if they just made them do this, psh, they wouldn't have those problems. It's like, because my kids are all perfect angels and do everything just right all the time. So I am certainly capable of telling everybody else what to do. Not true. <laughs> Not true. So, if I had their family, what would I really, you know, the struggles of a drug addiction with a child or um, somebody whose kid doesn't love the Lord, somebody whose husband is not around, you know, what would my life look like if I had those struggles that they had? And their home life, so similar to that, but maybe somebody doesn't have a family. So how would you be in somebody's home life situation where you don't have anybody? Where you're by yourself and you're looking at the wall or whatever, you know, like thinking of those things or maybe you have 
eight family members living with you that you're having to provide for or something, or non-family members that are there, people coming in and out. You know, <clears throat> again, I have to think about how blessed I am. <laughs> Even when I say I have seven kids and I have five at home and there's a lot of stuff going on, um, I love it. I love the activity. I love the noise, sort of. I love the... <laughs> <laughs> the, the conversations we have, you know. So what would my life look like if I had to live somebody else's life? What would I think about? Would I be praying? Would I be caring for other people? C. Be positive. Try to smile for an entire day. <laughs> Hold on, let's all try it because some of you maybe haven't done it for a while. So <laughs> let's go ahead and like smile. I want to see it. Smile. I'm like I see. Let me see. Oh, David. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Smiling, smiling, smiling. Everybody's trying it. Just try it. Just try it out. It, it actually feels okay to do. So try to do that for an entire day, smiling. You don't have to be like, oh, grinning like an idiot. I know that people are like, well, what is she thinking? What's she doing over there? She's just so whatever. But just like, you know, when you see somebody, smile without worrying about, are they going to think I know them or what's going on? Just just try it. Um, when something happens that isn't so great, try to think of the positive in that. And again, this is kind of the authentic part of me again. Um, I really don't like it when I, you know, know that somebody's having trouble and I ask them how it's going and they're like, oh, praise the Lord, everything's just perfect. Oh, I mean, I know that I just wrecked my car and I'm going to be in the hospital for a couple of weeks, but praise Jesus, it's all great. It's like, okay, well, praise Jesus <laughs> that you're okay. And, you know, it's a vehicle, but it can be fixed or replaced or whatever. But how are you doing, you know? And the thing is, is there are some people who really are just like super positive and don't let anything bother them. But um, a lot of times we let those little things bother them. And so what I'm saying is don't be fake positive. Don't just be like, oh, everything's fine. Um, but like people will ask me how I'm doing sometimes, a lot. And I say, fabulous, you know? And it's like, oh, how are you doing, Deanna? I'm fabulous. And they're like, really? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I am. So <laughs> why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I, feel fabulous, even when I don't feel fabulous, even when I don't always feel great or whatever, saying it and putting it out there makes me feel a little better. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm, you know, that, that stuff that's going on, it's not awesome, but my life is good, you know? And the things that I'm struggling with, maybe I'm having a bad day, maybe I'm having a bad moment, but my life is good. And I think that that's the thing, is when you focus on the negative day in and day out and day in and day out, it becomes your life. When you focus on the positive day in and day out and day in and day out, that becomes your life. And there's those things that happen 
terrible, tragic, horrible things that can happen and are a part of some of our lives on a regular basis. But we can focus on that and be in that pit and live our life bound up and tight and tired and depressed. Or we can slowly, methodically, give that to Jesus. And we still struggle. But we struggle with a hope. We struggle with a peace. We struggle with love in our lives. So we struggle, but we struggle knowing that God is with us and holding us. D. So for Deanna, we're going to pay it forward. <laughs> so think of those moments when somebody has done something kind for you. So whenever I think of paying it forward, I always think of the coffee shop, you know, where it's like, well, you pay for the person's coffee behind you and stuff, and which I think is great. I think, you know, any acts of kindness, anything like that that you can do is awesome. But what about some of those things that <clears throat> require a little bit more from you? So an act of kindness, helping somebody move. So we've had some moves lately, and we have been so blessed that people have gone out of their way to help us move. And we had um, a huge crew come and help us when we moved our stuff in here, and we had a great group, smaller group of people that helped us move into our house. And Kane came on Thursday to help us move our couch and our really heavy exercise <laughs> piece of equipment up into the house. And those kind of things, it's like, well, why, why did you come out to Box Elder after you got off work, after a long day, to help us? Because it was good? Oh, because you could. Yeah, because you could. Well, so could half of the other people in here, too. So, don't know why. Because the Lord spoke to you, and you saw it, you saw a need, and you said, I can, I can do that. And I will do that. That's the thing. So I could help somebody and babysit for their kid, but I'm not gonna. I could make a meal for somebody, but I'm not gonna. I could help that person who has a flat tire on the side of the road, but I'm not gonna. So. The difference is could. So maybe you cannot help that person on the side of the road. We can't do everything. We're not, we're not, I'm not asking you or me or anybody else to be like the savior of the world. We have that already in Jesus. We don't need to fix everybody's problem. We didn't need five people to come help us on Thursday. We just needed one person that would help us. And so... What can you do? What could you do? Visit somebody in the hospital? I could go and spend an hour visiting somebody at the hospital. I can't spend 20 hours a week doing that. I could help somebody with their kids when they need it sometime. I can't babysit their kid 
full time, 40 hours a week. <clears throat> so what can we do? And the other thing is, are you seeing those opportunities? So again, if you're kind of isolated in your own life, in your own home, in your own stuff, then you're not as likely to see that, that kind of thing. People maybe won't come to you with things that they need. And if you're not asking, that's the thing that I was talking about earlier, when you look at somebody and you say, can I help you with something? Is there anything you need? What can I do? Can you pray for me? Can you take five minutes to pray for me? Can you take five minutes to pray for a family member, a stranger? Are we kind to people who are obnoxious, rude? <laughs> Ooh, my authentic girl in the third row, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are we kind to people who are obnoxious? <laughs> are we kind to people who are rude? Are we kind to people who are dirty? Are we kind to people who cannot pay us back in some way? So if I, for instance, do something monetary for somebody, I'm going to help you out and buy you a pack of diapers. Now when I need diapers, do I expect that person to give me diapers. So that's like a monetary thing. But what about if I give that person a ride? Their vehicle broke down, they need a ride somewhere to the store. Now when I need a ride, maybe I'll ask them, but do I expect it? So are we kind to those who cannot or will not pay us back. And that's a difference too, I think a distinction of, well, they're just not able to, they don't have a vehicle, they don't have the money, they don't have whatever. But, oh, I know, I know they just got paid. I know that they, you know, have an extra vehicle, they could loan me their vehicle. I know that they could do this for me. And are we kind to them if they don't? Do we, are we kind to people who cannot pay us back, who don't fit into our paradigm, who are messy and maybe a little bit of a drain on us? It's easy to be kind to the nice people. It's easy to be kind to the fun or the generous. Oh. Easy to be kind to the, the compassionate, the people who are kind, the people who are humble, gentle, and patient. It's easier to be kind to them, right? Not as easy to be kind to those who lack those things. And then I think, oh, I lack those things a lot. 
<laughs> and so, again, it just all comes back to, you know, where, where are we at? And we expect these things from other people. We expect the kindness. We expect the compassion. We expect the gentleness. But we aren't as willing to give it. So, I mean, hopefully, who, this is not just like, oh, you guys are bad people. <laughs> It's just like we have to be aware, you know, I think that we just a lot of times aren't aware We just get going on our path. We get going with our life and we have our routines and um, We don't really like to rock things that much And so we go with what we know and what is expected as opposed to pushing ourselves out of that expectation Next slide Okay. So bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So this kind of goes back to, again, what do we expect and what do we give? So forgive as God has forgiven you. <laughs> Well, that's again, I cannot do that in my own self. I have to have the Holy Spirit directing, pushing, prodding, helping, speaking in order for me to do that because it's not easy to forgive, especially if somebody has really, really hurt you. It's, it's just not something that's easy for us. Forgive as you would like to be forgiven. Forgive because it releases you. Holding on to something for months, holding on to something year after year, getting angry or upset. Like, if you think about something that somebody has done to you or something has happened, and it's two years ago, and you're, oh, you're getting angry, you're frustrated, you can feel your blood pressure rising. How does that help you? From something a month ago, even yesterday, how does it help you to like, oh, if only I had said this, if only I had done that, it'd be better. I know it wouldn't. <laughs> how harmful to our bodies, to our spirits, to hold on to that over and over. I mean, it manifests, it can manifest in your body, in your physical body, and it can definitely manifest in your spirit when you know somebody who is like tight and angry and unforgiving. You know, you know it when you talk to them. They're like, oh, yeah, well, if you only knew what they had said, if you only knew what they did, then you would, you would, you would understand. It's like, well... I don't need to necessarily know to understand that you're hurt. I don't need to, to know all the details to understand that it damaged you in some way. And so let me pray for you. Let me talk with you about how to release some of that as opposed to just like, yeah, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have said that. They're bad people. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that doesn't really help. <laughs> um, I, had, I had a friend, 
<laughs> so timely, called me last night and she was telling me, I mean, just some horrible stuff that had happened yesterday. And <laughs> like really, really scary stuff that somebody had said to her and was threatening her. And I was like, oh my goodness, what are you gonna do? And like, do you need me to come down there and I'll take care of some business? Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, let me go. Nobody's gonna talk to my friend like that and nobody's gonna do that and they're not gonna scare you and they're not gonna whatever. And it's like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> I first of all pray peace over my friend. I thank you, Jesus, that you are, that you go before her and you're her rear guard, that you cherish her, that you love her, that she would feel peace in this situation. And for that other person, give me just a second. Okay, so now, <laughs> now I can, you know, I just pray that they would find peace in their life, that they would let go of that anger, that they would turn to you, Lord, because at this point, I don't see how they could know you, but that you would fill their life with your hope, with your love, with your peace, and that's going to make more of a difference than me going down there and trying to cause some trouble. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, but it's like that first thing, that first thing is, oh, how could they do that? How could they say that to you? They, they, don't they know who they're talking to? Don't they know who they're messing with? It's like, oh my God, yes, yes, they need to know that they're messing with God's child. That's who they need to know, not that, you know, she's strong or she has a big husband or whatever, not that she has a friend that will come down and pound on somebody for her. No, that she has a God that loves her and protects her and cherishes her and will take care of her. That's who that person and every demonic spirit needs to know. Do they know that about you? Do they know that about you? That you are not to be messed with because of who you have in you? because of who you know as the Most High, not because of Freddie and Jojo that are gonna come over and take care of some stuff, you know? So we forgive and we have to like think about it sometimes. We have to be mindful of it and it's not easy, especially in the moment, especially in those moments. I, quite honestly, I did not go to a good place for a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad I got there. But for a little bit, I'm just like, oh my goodness, what? what's going on? You know, and it's like that little foothold, that little foothold in there. Thank you, God. Last point about that. If you are not willing to forgive somebody, are you okay with somebody holding on to unforgiveness towards you? If the things that they said and the things that they did are too terrible, are you okay with people holding unforgiveness about you? talking about you, saying how rude you were to them, how nasty 
the things that you did, the things that you said, you didn't come through for them, you know, all those words, all those negative words out there, are you okay with that? Because I'm not. Words are powerful, and I want people speaking truth and hope over me. I want them speaking God-breathed things about me. So then I need to do the same thing. (laughs) I can't expect good things and people to treat me better than I treat them, whether I know them or not. I have to speak truth and God-honoring things about people, and I need to be willing to forgive out of the overflowing kindness that God has shown me. Last point. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So to be kind to somebody, you have to care about them, right? Whether you know them or not, you have to care about them as a person made in God's image. So when we talk about doing something out of the kindness of your heart, you've all heard that phrase before, right? I'm going to do something out of the kindness of my heart. Where do we get that kindness from, you know? How can we be kind to somebody that we don't care about? But we are to care for our neighbor. And our neighbor is the stranger, the destitute, the criminal, the alcoholic, the in-laws, and the boss. It's everyone. My neighbor is everyone that is in my sphere, everyone that I could come into contact with. And I need to care for them because God cares for me. And he cares for them. The scripture doesn't just say love them. It says to put on love because he knows (laughs) it's not that simple, right? We have to put it on. It's an act, a decision, and sometimes an effort to put on love. God wants us to come openly, freely, lovingly to him. He wants to care for other people. He wants us to care for other people in that way, to care for other people generously, openly, and not because we're afraid or because we're obligated. I don't go to God because I'm afraid if I don't, something bad is going to happen. I don't go because I'm afraid I won't get to heaven or something. I go to God because he's good, because he loves me, because he has been so kind, so kind. I'm going to just end. Kendra isn't here, is she? Where's Kendra? Oh, she's not here. So I'm just going to end with this. 
Kendra Doan, she um, had her, was there a senior quote? Her senior quote for the yearbook. Kindness always matters. Always matters. Be kind because you want people to be kind to you. Be kind because it's the right thing to do. Be kind because God has been so kind to you. I'd love to pray over you guys. Thank you for letting me share this morning. Show today. He's been so kind. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know that one. Should have it. I thank you, Father God, for for your heart to us. We could never love like you love never be as kind as you are on our own but I thank you that you have put your spirit in us that we are able to love others as you have loved us that that we are able to speak into other people's lives and I just pray right now for everyone in this room that we would have those opportunities to love, to be kind to somebody this week, though it's unexpected. And I thank you, Lord, that everyone in this room will experience kindness to them that is unexpected. If anyone in here does not know you, as Lord. Is there anyone in here that doesn't know God, Jesus as Lord? That's the first thing that I talked about. It's hard to be kind. It's hard to love others if we don't have that in our life. Everybody's head bowed. Just give everybody a little bit of privacy. If you want to make that decision for Christ this morning, you haven't done that. I would be honored I would love to pray for you. If you want to make that decision, raise your hand and just let me know. Nobody else is looking. Then I believe that everyone in this room knows God as their Savior. Everybody in this room has a responsibility to love others as Christ has loved us. I thank you, Father God, for sharing your heart with us, for giving us the ability, for opening our eyes, for seeing the world and other people as you see them. I thank you, Jesus. In your holy name, we give you honor this morning.